2: Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, but actually Fightful Overbooked for right now because it is your post-impact wrestling show that is happening at the same time this week as the Ring of Honor post-show. I gave Kate and Kyle the main channel, Fightful.com, the YouTube channel, and I said, you know what? We'll bring our talents over to Overbooked May 25th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl. Of course, most of my work is on Fightful Overbooked anyway, so I said, "Let's uh, introduce the world to Cresta Star over here on Fightful Overbooked." So I was like, "Hey, Cresta, this is where we're gonna be tonight," and you were all like, "Let's do it!" So, hi, how you doing, Cresta?
3: Doing great. I'm doing great. Hanging out in the Fightful Wrestling Corner, like bent. Like the main channel is like the cool kids. We're the kids in the corners. Like, hey, let's blow this popsicle stand.
2: That's right. This is The Cool Kids. We come and hang out here on Overbooked all the time. So while you're here, or maybe on Facebook watching us, which is great because I already see people leaving thumbs up and those little hearts. Thank you so much. Uh, Go ahead, drop us a thumbs up here. If you're you're in the chat, hey, how are you? It's good to see you. I know some of our familiar faces are here, which is great. Thank you for getting the word out that we're here tonight. Uh, This is a busy, busy weekend, and it starts... I mean, really, it started on Monday, but let's just yeah. let's just get now. I mean, you got tonight. We've got the Impact post show, and we had the Tony Khan media call, the HBK media call here on this channel. We did our own little press conference BSer that we had. Uh, what else happened today? Obviously, Impact Ring of Honor had shows. Uh, we have tomorrow is Friday. Impact Under Siege will be on. We will be here again. I don't know if we'll be on the main or we'll just come back here to overbooked. Who knows? But we'll be talking about Under Siege. After the show goes off the air on Impacts, you what are they doing? Oh God, it's a it's a fight slash Ultimate yeah. Insiders slash Impact Plus. <laughs> it's an on pay per view, but we'll be here regardless. After Under Siege on Friday night and SmackDown, of course, there's a post show for that, so that'll be on with your uh, no, no, your Kresna. Kate's gonna be there, uh, and then Saturday. Saturday is WWE Afternoon of Champions from Saudi Arabia, so there will be a post-show there. And then on Sunday, there is NXT Battlegrounds running at the same time as AEW Double or Nothing. There will be post-shows for everything. There will be every... Oh, we had a prediction show today. Guy so much stuff. Chris, what are we doing? Tonight? So
3: much stuff. Listen, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> buckle up, lace up your boots, put your trunks on. We're going to talk about wrestling all here on any Fightful channel, anywhere you get your Fightful, social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Patreon. It's going to be a lot. There's a lot. Be up to date with us.
2: We'll get to all that Fightful Select stuff. We're going to have all the scoops from the weekend as well over there. Cresta, this was the go home to Under Siege. I don't know how I feel about Under Siege anymore. I will not be there live. I had a few reasons for it, but ultimately I think it's better for me to be here at home watching the show and then hanging out with y'all afterwards to talk about it rather than go to London, see the show, find a hotel, make sure the Wi-Fi doesn't suck, yada, 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 do a post show that might go poorly depending on the internet. It's probably better that I stick around and I'll watch everything and enjoy the hell out of it. What do you think of this go home? Are you feeling pumped for under siege tomorrow night?
3: So a few things just happened there. When you say you wanted to go to London, I'm like, bro, you should have been on a flight. You're not gonna make it a time. <laughs> but make I remember it a time. I'll
2: be fine. And it's
3: London, Canada, not London, Britain, Chip. Chippery or whatever. Um, I'm still excited for Under Siege. It's going to be a good show. I'm hoping to see a good outing from Trinity because I'm obsessed. Um, the show tonight was all about the post-match angles because <laughs> I think about the matches tonight and I immediately think of the Lish match just because it's like, girl, you came out here for what? And it was jam-packed full of matches tonight, but a lot of them were relatively short, like that. Uh, lish match with uh, Miss Grace. And it's all about the post-match. What do you have to say? Who got beat up? And we had a return of sorts. So it was a pretty, I think it was a good go home.
2: Which reminds me, I have to fix the thumbnail on this video, but I'll do that later. That's not important. Uh, yeah, this, this was, this was fine. I didn't love this episode. Maybe I'm tired. Who knows? But uh, I came in with expectations of a good go home show And I left kind of being like, all right, there's an Impact Plus show tomorrow. Uh, And they did set up a lot of angles by virtue of post-match beatdowns. Even the Mm -hmm. matches were fun, too. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where my brain is at. We're going to go down the card for Under Siege at the end of this show, kind of give our predictions as we always do. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to get in on the action, you want to talk to us here, you can go ahead and donate a Super Chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. It's that little dollar sign. In the youtube.com slash bible overbooked this week chat window go somewhere. Ahead. it's somewhere just go find it uh or you can donate over at humperchats.com cresta will tell you how but i will add the caveat if you do just use i m p short form impact so that the roh crew doesn't get uh, tossed aside
3: ladies and gentlemen you head on over to humperchats.com Any dollar amount, get your amount, get your question, sorry, or comment read on air. We get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds. It keeps the lights on. Myself or Joe Pearl will answer to the best of our ability, or maybe we might just have some yuck yucks with it. Humperchats.com. Ding.
2: Bing, bong. I'm going to stop doing that. (laughs) All right, let's start with BTI. I got a message from Mr. George Iceman.
3: You're the coolest person I know.
2: Thank you. Earlier this week saying, hey, you want to come to the press conference? Like, what press conference? And he's like, oh, you didn't get the email. Which is like, So he emails me about this press conference. It, it aired today, by the way, on Impact's Facebook. It was, uh, it was <clears throat> Brian Myers and the Good Hands and Tyler Turva, who many people do not know. Tyler Turva is from London. He is a wrestler from this area, and uh, they had a press conference. And they said, bring a cameraman if you want, we'll have media availability afterwards. And then I saw who was gonna be there. Santino Morello was also there. And then the actual press conference ran about 20 minutes, Cresta, and only included the aforementioned names. And I said, I'm pretty glad I didn't go to London today. No offense to Mr. Iceman, no offense to Impact Wrestling. I just, I saw it and I was just like, nope, I did not need to be there. If you saw the 20 minute press conference, All I could say was, God bless them for trying.
3: Maybe they were just missing the expertise of Mr. Pearl.
2: No, I doubt that. But Mr. George Iceman was at Western University in London, Ontario, saying that Macklin attacked PCO last week, saying he killed the monster and that he's going to have his replacement named tonight on the show. That was, of course, our main event segment. We'll talk about that when we get there. And then we had our BTI match. Sammy Callahan takes on Shogun. I love this all the, the shit talking that Sammy Callahan does at the right at the beginning. He's like,
3: boo this man. And that was so funny. Cause was he so made cool. everyone get quiet. And it just started booing. what a heel. <laughs> so
2: funny. Shogun looking good. He's a big, you know, lumbering dude. Uh, mm-hmm. he was also made to look like an idiot a few times, but Sammy kept going after his eyes and, uh, they, they had a, Pretty good match. I don't think it was the best I've ever seen, but Callahan wins it with the DVD, this Piccoli driver, and uh Callahan looking strong going into under siege. What do you think of this match with Shogun and Sammy?
3: Uh you said everything I was gonna say. The only thing I wanna highlight is that big belly to belly that um uh that that uh, Callahan got. From um, Shogun, it was it was impressive. I've seen Shogun, I think once or twice before on Impact. I think specifically BTI, and I think Impact has a great way of making people better. So I can't wait for him to eventually be more on my screen. I like I like Shogun. He looks yeah. mean. He's a mean looking dude.
2: He is, and and I feel like once he figures out what his character is supposed to be, he's kind of mm. I don't know I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what his character is supposed to be uh because of the face pain i and because of his size i think of kamala but i know that's not what he's going for mm-hmm. so i look forward to him kind of like feeling it out I, honest to god i wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to do some sort of anime recreation thing that i don't know about but he might talk about in an interview someday
3: i get the mix that it's a mix of um Last Dragon, the Shogun of Harlem, and maybe some Naruto Shippuden stuff. And, yes, I know I said it wrong. I'm a professional Naruto hater. No further questions at
2: this time. You got to get the interview with Shogun because I feel like you'll get all the intel.
3: I, I Hey, Shogun, what's up? Talk,
2: <laughs> talk to her girl, would you? Uh, Impact kicks off with Speedball Mike Bailey versus Chris Saban. This match got a standing ovation, not just from the crowd, but from the announced team. It was a fantastic match. Uh, Nobody looked bad here as Saban gets the win going into Under Siege. But of course, Speedball right now, he's on a tear of his own in Japan right now, on New Japan Pro Wrestling at the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, where he faces Master Wado tonight in the semifinals. God, Speedball won the A block. Like, that's huge. And now he has the potential of going to the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors. He's been having a, a very good run. So this match, excellent stuff, very good back and forth. Uh, Saban wins with a muscle buster that turns into a cradle shock. And, of course, there's little stuff here and there that's just really good. Well, at one point, Chris Saban goes for the close eye from Hell, Michigan, and then he tries to turn it into the cradle shock, but speedball rolls through as he's being slammed and goes through, gets 2.9. There's just some there's some fun stuff in this match. Is there anything you want to highlight, and then we can kind of move forward on this thing?
3: Um. Speedball my baby, looked like he had been wrestling at impact. Like he didn't even leave. He looked phenomenal here. Chris Saban looked phenomenal. I will say that I do agree with commentary when they were like, You're doing a lot today and you have to wrestle tomorrow. So are you gonna be recovered in time? It's a caveat. In my in my opinion, it's one of those things that hey, like if you lose, well, yeah, you and you and speedball really did that last night. So I liked it. It was a great match. Any match with Speedball, I think is a great match. I, I want Speedball to be a star. I want him to be rock. I want him to be awesome. He is so good. So good, so good, so good.
2: And he can nothing against Saban. No, of course not. But uh, again, this this match served well for Saban, who has an X Division mm-hmm. Championships, you know, match tomorrow night. Uh, Speedball is not on the card tomorrow night, so it kind of served the purpose that you put over the guy in the championship match a little bit stronger. But again, in defeat, Speedball loses nothing because he exactly. looked, he looked great and everyone enjoyed the match. So it's one of those uh-huh. it's one of those rare times where even in defeat, you know the challenger still looks good. Uh, yep. Overall, great match. Did not expect anything less out of these two, and it really gets that gets me hyped for. Yeah. Saban and Miguel. That does, because that, that just shows that Chris Saban still works at a high level 20 years plus in impact, no less. So
3: Yeah, I totally agree. And that was another point I was going to make, that it shows that Sabin can still keep up with the young guys. I feel like a lot of wrestlers talk about when they do their intimate interviews that you want to make sure you can still go mickey james talked about it when she did her last rodeo i think frankie kazarian talked about it even in his video package leading up to the fight with josh alexander at some point you want to make sure you can still go and these the younger talent come up with more innovative things the things that matt hardy and them do did then was crazy stuff that will osprey prince puma ricochet was doing was crazy so you want to make sure you can still measure and Chris Saban, a guy in his 20s, a guy in his 50s, you could never tell which one, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. Just wait until he's in his 70s and he's <laughs> doing stuff like Action Mike Jackson does. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or he's still doing stuff like Sting, just jumping off his of stuff, like, please get down.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Grandpa, no! <laughs> Spooky dad, please! <laughs>
2: <laughs> they show a video package uh, hyping up Trinity and Giselle Shaw, mostly about Trinity and her her debut and her time so far in impact wrestling i thought this was pretty good uh trinity says it was exciting it was exhilarating she'd know how she would be received in impact wrestling and then talks about the energy and the chance and the emotion that brought it all brought her to tears and then goes on talks about giselle shaw and her you know little back and forth with jay vidal says last night she got her or last week i should say she got her first win in impact wrestling and then tomorrow night she's gonna get win number two Giselle less dance. Uh, this did a pretty effective job to me, at least, getting me hyped for Shaw and Trinity. How'd you feel?
3: I really liked, in my opinion, the improvement in her promo. This promo was steady. It was a solid promo. I think when she first came back, there was the emotions, it was nervousness, but this one, it was like that baby face bubbly night. I loved it. I loved it. I I, I cannot stress enough that I think Impact does a good job of taking people that may you think one thing about them and completely changing your mind so i'm excited and giselle shaw has been working stiff so i cannot wait to see how i can't wait to see how this turns out
2: (laughs) yeah it's going to be a fun match i talked about it from the second that trinity debuted they were i I knew they were going to go to giselle because it was the perfect pairing Mm -hmm. not just for the story but also just for where they are on each other on the chart right Mm -hmm. you have the very extreme baby face you got to put her against the most extreme heel you've got not named Alicia Edwards so this worked for me uh, and again Shaw's continuously on the up, on the upswing in uh-huh. impact wrestling so this was good stuff uh, Macklin there's a video package talking about how we got to PCO and Macklin and the saga that is and then he says this has all been wasted motion. And I don't like wasted motion. So tonight I'm going to announce my replacement for PCO Under Siege. Okay, cool, whatever, let's move on. Sheldon Jean and Kenny King take on the team of Crazy Steve and Black Taurus. Uh, this match was was fine. Nick Aldis is out doing commentary, so you know where this is leading. Uh, they try to take out the bull, that's smart, but then they try to poke fun at the bull and that's not so much smarter. Uh, there was some good stuff. Really the end of this was the big dive from Taurus onto Sheldon Jean on the outside. That set up uh, King hitting the Royal Flush on Crazy Steve, getting the win. I do like Nick Aldis spending most of the match pointing out every time that uh, Kenny King fails and saying, like, I'm just being unbiased. I'm just telling you what I see. I'm not, you know, he's, he's doing the, uh, the speaking version. I'm not touching you. <laughs> he's doing it perfectly, and it, it popped me. It got me good. Uh, before we talk about what happened after the match, what do you think of the match itself?
3: I totally agree with you with Nick Aldis on commentary, but instead of doing the I'm not touching you, I I got British Nicki Minaj when he was like, I'm a benevolent king. I came out here to share my spotlight with you. Is this is this the thanks that I get for putting you bitches on? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think. He's like, I'm not trying this. I'm not Harriet. and it sounds way worse because it's the accent. You just like Kenny King says in the the like, you're so pompous, even when you're not trying to be." It's the accent. He's like, I'm just being benevolent. This is what you wanted. I'm just, I'm just here to help. Oh, you missed that. I, you always were in it. Oh, you're a jerk. I loved it. I loved it. It was so funny to me.
2: <laughs> After the match, you have uh, Nick Aldis saying Kenny King is just trying to make a name for himself at Nick Aldous's expense. And he says, you're working your way up to being a man and not a little bitch. I don't know why I went from Aldous into uh started sounding like uh what's his face? Like like Wade Barrett. James? I'm afraid I've
3: Wade Barrett.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> and then Aldous says, well, How about I take off my jacket slowly and dramatically and we have a little two-for-one bitch slap special. I loved it.
3: That's clownery. That's high wrestling art. That's art. This was art. If someone asked me to explain wrestling, and be like, <laughs> listen to this man say I'm going to gently, sexily, softly take off my jacket and give you a two-for-one bitch slap. That's <laughs> wrestling, baby. How can you say it's fake? If it's fake, explain that.
2: <laughs> then Sheldon, Sheldon Jean goes after Nick Aldis, runs him into the post, and then uh, like Sheldon Jean gets run into the post. Aldis tries to get in the ring. Kenny King's kind of just talking his, you know, talking his shit, and then he leaves the ring while singing Tomorrow <laughs> I loved it. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll whoop you tomorrow. It's only a day away. I thought it was hilarious. This the post-match segment made up for any like expectation that Kenny King was gonna win tonight, which like everyone knew, like they were gonna yeah. be decay. But it was all the post-match shenanigans that made this segment much more fun than it had any business being.
3: Agreed. Also gotta always shout out when Crazy Steve bites somebody. Mm. Sir <laughs>
2: someone's got to be bitten that's what we're here for
3: i mean it wouldn't be impact wrestling if someone didn't either murder or admit to murder or get bit
2: <laughs> well we went the opposite direction in the next match in the next story so let's get into this this is actually what the thumbnail really is supposed to be mm-hmm. and uh it starts off jessica taking on taylor wilde it's a very quick match taylor wilde beats jessica with the uh the witch's wrath it's it's a very in and out there was a distraction by kylan king on the apron and that was enough for Taylor Wilde to take advantage and take out Jessica post match, this is what really matters. Coven goes and they're trying to take down Jessica, and then backstage, I didn't think the crowd saw this because I didn't realize that she came running out. But out comes Courtney Rush, who is actually Rosemary with a human form, as we'll find out later. And she's a death doll now, so it's great. And then they're in the back after the match, and it's Jessica and Courtney Rush. And Jessica's like, he, you, you look like Rosemary, and I'm really confused. And then Bless you. (laughs) Tries to explain it. Says, I am Rosemary. I am Courtney Rush. I am the human. Rosemary is wearing my body. It's like a mutual agreement kind of possession thing. And then she's like, I don't know why I'm here. But if I am here, then there's an adventure to be on. And then they walk off together. They're going to be death dolls together. Jessica and uh, Courtney Rush. I I don't hate this. We've been saying for a while that Rosemary is kind of like missing something. Uh And bringing back Courtney Rush might just be the answer. She's wearing a K.M. Dojo T-shirt, which I love because that's Scott Demore's gym out in uh, in in Western Ontario. Sorry, not Western. Yeah, Western Ontario in uh, Windsor. So uh, this was this was really good stuff. She trained there. She's been Impact for so long, and this is an opportunity for Courtney Rush to be Courtney Rush instead of being Rosemary, the character from Decay. What do you think of this whole uh, breakdown?
3: Thought it was nice. I have no idea who Courtney Rush is in in the sense I've never seen her wrestle, so I'm excited. A lot of punk rock. Going on an impact right now. I don't hate it. I like how she was like, "Do you want to be a death doll?" She's like, "Heck yeah, I want to be a death doll." And I think it's really cute. I can't wait. I did also did like the tidbit of her saying like, "Listen, I haven't been here in like seven years. It's a long story." <laughs> so like, that's a nice little tidbit. So if you want to go back and be like, "How was the last time you seen Courtney Rush wrestle?" You at least have a starting point. I know I do.
2: Yeah, there was actually, you know who she used to team with? Who? She was a member of the team of uh, Cherry Bombs. And that was Allie.
3: The only team I ever remember her being in was the Demon and the Bunny.
2: Well, yeah, that's them too. Uh- <laughs> Allie the Bunny. So there you Same
3: go. Girl. No, Same girl. No, that guy's canceled. Sorry. Eh,
2: well, we're talking about the Demon anyway. She's a. Demon Bunny, all that matters. Uh, Dobby the Brain Hina with a super chat. Thank you. Saying felt like everything had purpose tonight, and every match for Under Siege has something built up. Uh, vignettes, packages, and in ring, great stuff. Here's the thing. I agree. There was there was a lot of really good storytelling tonight. There was a lot of really good stuff. I just was kind of like, it was there. Maybe, again, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm just tired tonight, which is very possible. I've been up since six thirty in the morning, and it's ten thirty now. I uh, have had a long day, but that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy the wrestling. And I did. So I I just, um, maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just upset that I'm not going to under siege. Maybe I need to go. I don't know.
3: I I agree with Dobby here. I, I hear what you're saying about things just being there, but I think everything tonight did have a purpose. It, even if the in ring was, whatever, we'll do it tomorrow. Everything led to something. So I feel like a lot of the matches are kind of predictable. You can have your hopes, but I don't think we're going to see any titles change hands. If I'm being completely honest with you, but it does make things more interesting. I, I think um, is the Coven and Death Dolls have a tag match coming up at Under Siege.
2: Yeah, they're doing it on the countdown.
3: I could see something happening there, but no promises, you know what I mean? So I think I think everything put things in motion. So even if nothing does change hands, you got a bunch of stories going forward and under siege is gonna be the catalyst.
2: Yeah, and when we run down the card, I think we'll have an idea in our heads where we're where we're at and what we're thinking so uh-huh. yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep going emmy sulco with the super chat saying shout out to the audio catching the <laughs> shout out to audio catching the guy in the audience saying oh shit when courtney rush's music hits there was
3: one audience member tonight who like they were the commentator with behind the commentators because nobody else was just yelling but it was dead quiet you suck <laughs> <laughs> but it was it wasn't obnoxious, it was just so well tied. I don't know. Shout-outs to that fan. You're fanning correctly.
2: <laughs> How many super chats are to go under siege? Okay, so pull back the curtain. Uh if I do it, I'll take the bus. If I take the it's a two-hour bus ride. It's about uh 30, yeah, 20 bucks there, 20 bucks bucks. So that's 40. It's the hotel that really sucks. I usually I'll stay in like a hundred dollar a night hotel or less if I can, but uh I don't know if I can get that so quick notice, so short notice. So probably about 200 bucks of what would do it. And then I got to pay for food. So I'm not going to eat that much. But, uh, you know, you got to get that Subway, uh, Subway meatball sandwich or some shit. I don't know.
3: I have never been to a live show, so I can't recommend. I don't know what to expect. So I'm queen of I could go, but I also could be comfortable in my house with my fuzzy warm slippers and laugh from the comfort of my home. But also, I heard going is a way different experience, and it sounds like a lot of fun. So the choice is yours.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, if you see me looking down at the screen, I'm watching my child just, like, pop his eyes open and (laughs) start screaming. So hopefully he's okay. We'll let him fall asleep. Anyway, this is what happens when I watch wrestling and have to look at my child. He's fine.
3: It's all good. Responsibilities.
2: No, it's okay. Uh, Angels takes on Riss Swan in a match that uh, has implications going into under siege in that there's that momentum thing everyone talks about mm-hmm. dina and connor out with angels sammy callahan's out with uh, rich swan It's good back and forth angels looks really good in this better than normal uh i love the spot where they have a split-legged swan he split legs swan i should say in the middle uh, rope and then does a corner drop kick into that draping ddt just good movement solid sweet and then Swan gets the win with the 450 splash. As he does, uh, post-match, Deaner attacks Swan. Khan goes after Callahan. Callahan rolls out, gets the bat, goes after the design. And then the design take over. Swan gets laid out with the bat. Everyone's just beating Sammy and, and Rich Swan. <clears throat> well, I mean, first of all, the match, how'd you feel? And second of all, who the hell's going to be the third man, brother?
3: I got to tell you, this segment did not go the way that I thought. I thought... That the design was going to get the win and it was still going to jump them afterwards. But I thought whoever their third was, was going to run out. And then when that didn't happen, I was like, ooh, yikes. Uh, As you guys may or may not know, I watch it on the Impact Plus on YouTube and a lot of the chat kept saying, I want Jake something, Jake something. So now I have a, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I don't know who this Jake something person is verbatim. I feel like you've told me 80 times, but I'm a little stupid, love. So like, <laughs> now it's like, okay, Jake something. Come on, Jake something. Be a somebody, not a something. Let's go. Bring a, bring that ass here, boy. <laughs>
2: Jake Something is a good shout, and I think a lot of people have brought him up. Jake Crist is another one because uh, he did show up at an Impact taping about a couple of years ago in an open challenge that uh, Josh Alexander had for his X Division title. And of course, Sammy and Chris have a background; they were an OVE together in Impact and outside of Impact. Uh, I would. I, I, there's a part of me that's like it could just be Santino, which is like weird because Dango took out Santino, yes, but. A lot of this started when Callahan went after Santino with the whole you have to take out the person who is, uh, you know, in a position of authority going uh-huh. into rebellion. So I, that's why I wouldn't be surprised. That being said, there's also a part of me that's like it's just going to be Bupinder Gujar.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book. Take a nap
3: We haven't seen him in a while. That's a good, that is a very good point. We haven't seen him in a very long time. Um, I mean, I don't know because even then <clears throat> commentary brought up a good point. Even if you get a third, there's the yellow jackets. Not not, not to be confused with the series, but there's the yellow jackets that'll come out of nowhere and jump you in the ring. So who, who like literally you're going to have to bring the bullet club. <laughs> like you're literally going to have to bring the whole bullet club.
2: There's, I don't know if there's, I could see Gujar, again, I've been saying this for a while, he'll mm-hmm. join the design, but then what, what role does he play?
3: Yeah.
2: You know, they have their big guy in Khan, they have the little flyer in Angels and Angels usually loses the match mm-hmm. and then you've got Diener who's leading the charge. What does Gujar play? What is he? He's just a middleman. So I don't know, that's why, but at the same time, I'd love to see what Gujar can do if given a different role other than just random baby face with friends.
3: I think Gujar might have the same problem that Yuha has. That like you said, it's a random baby face with friends. They're great, but we don't have anything fully fleshed out about them completely to say that, oh, this makes sense for their character. I see what you're
2: saying. Yeah. And the last time we saw it, uh Gujar was with yu So it, it's exactly the two of them were just kind of there. So I don't know. We'll we'll find out tomorrow night who the third man is brother but uh that's that's kind of where my brain is between those people
3: i just got what you did <laughs> <laughs> who's the third man brother it's anyway. me brother
2: <laughs> you know but enough about that guy because he sucks uh diana is backstage with gian miller and she says she's thankful for all the well wishes, but she's the virtuosa. She's fine. She's always fine. Said it may have lo- it, it looked like an accident what happened between her and Jordan Grace a couple weeks back. She's willing to give the benefit of the doubt because tensions are running high, and this is a big match that's coming up tomorrow night. And then in walks Alicia Edwards.
3: A wild lish appears.
2: <laughs> wild lish appears. And she's like, I believe what Edwards was saying, Edward Edwards, her husband, was saying about backstabbing snakes in the locker room. And soon you'll see the true colors of Jordan Grace. Good luck, champ. And then smacks her and leaves. Lish getting a title shot out of this would be very, very bad. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, this was all setting up to Lish versus Jordan Grace, which we may as well talk about now. Grace very quickly disposes of Lish Edwards with the Grace driver, and that's it.
3: Well out to Lish playing a piece of crap heel. I kind of like this. You're just stirring the pot, and hey, she she's really good at stirring the pot. I, I kind of like this. I think this is a great character for her. This is some. I knew she was gonna die when Jordan Grace came out, and the insults and injuries after Jordan Grace hit her with the Grace driver, as the as the ref was at to Jordan Grace hit the, how, how rude! <laughs> Not the anime post. With the ladies
2: in the air. So rude. What wasn't rude was watching Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly fight it out in the kitchen with all that beautiful catering food. It looks so good. Uh, And then Masha chokes out Killer Kelly, kinky Killer Kelly with an electrical cord. I'm almost shocked. Don't take this the wrong way. Uh, I'm almost shocked that they didn't show Kelly going out with a smile on her face as she was being choked but maybe a little bit why would little, i take, yeah. that <laughs> why would take that the wrong way? why hmm? would i take the wrong way?
3: you right? you right? you right? why would anyone do that?
2: couldn't see anyone doing it like that. but anyway, that was uh, that was the segment. it looks like we're going to continue masha and kelly and i'm fine with that because there's some good stuff there.
3: let them fight. i will be sports entertained because i i don't care. it's 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 enough mitigated violence for me to be like yeah 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 i remember that natural t jordan grace and masha slavovich where masha had to put jordan through a door oh i remember i want to see that again i want to see that again and then eventually i want them to team up
2: <laughs> and if you want to team up with us here at fightful you can go ahead and join us on fightfulselect.com for the best five dollars in the business you want to learn more about seth rollins and the new captain america movie and maybe you want to know more about how wwe feels about that internally we got the scoops over Fifleselect.com, along with plenty of news coming up with Under Siege tomorrow night and then Afternoon of Champions on Saturday, NXT Battleground and AEW Double or Nothing on Sunday evening. We'll have all the scoops, whether it's the match order or the producers or what's going on backstage. We always have those notes for you available at FightfulSelect.com. Maybe you're interested in why WWE was interested in Aussie Open before they decided to sign a contract with AEW or you want Flash Morgan Webster interview notes before that interview drops or dropped, you'll have to go over to FightForSelect.com to get all that information, along with Sour Graps, if you want the sourest of WWE commentary from one Alex Pulaski and our friend Kate Elizabeth, or you want Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie or Sean Ross Sapp's Q&A, or the Grapsody Boys doing a Q&A. Tons of stuff. It's not just the news. It's not just the commentary. It's everything you get for Five bucks over at BitefulSelect.com. You know who probably won't ever subscribe to BitefulSelect.com?
3: If it's the subject of our next thing, what a heel!
2: Super serious wrestler Dirty Dango is here after all. But I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. Okay, this is a long segment, so bear with me, please.
3: And as soon as you're done, I have a theory, but go ahead.
2: And I feel like we might have similar theories. So let's go. Dango says, for the the segment was called Why Dango Why? And they're doing it's almost like clerk style, where it's black and white, and then they're t- they do a typewriter on a black screen with the caption of what he's talking about. Dango says he grew up watching the Attitude Era, and now he thinks that the locker room is in the Gratitude Era, which is something we've heard so many wrestlers from that time period talk about before. It says you know wrestlers today they don't want to take the spot or they don't want to be the star they just want to take photos with their opponent and thank them on social media say thanks for getting in the ring with me he says i don't need this job i make money anywhere else i go i mean that's true by the way that's that is a shoot he does do really well i think he was renovating homes or at least flipping homes like he, he he's got a legit business going on in like maine anyway this is where it starts getting weird because He's playing like the hokey meta wrestler from the old school who's taking problems with everything, but like mm-hmm. he's not doing it seriously, but he is doing it seriously. Like, one, when it's black and white, he's taking it seriously, and then it cuts to like a different shade, and he's not. It's very strange. He mentions the social media stuff, mentions Zicky Dice, uh, and then he's like, I can talk, I look good, and I can go in the ring. I'm money. I only like the guy in the hog mask, which I thought he's talking about black tourists. I don't know for sure. And then they ask, why did you beat up Santino? And he's like, he goes into this whole thing about Santino pulling out the Cobra at Rebellion, saying it's like the Jester in 2010 all over again. Uh And then they split screen into like, oh, Cornette's going to hate this. Or he'll really like this. I don't know. And it's just, I don't know. And then they get to why Hendry? Why did he beat up Joe Hendry? Says he called him another stooge. It's a mockery holding the Digital Media Championship. People don't pay to see arm drags, they pay to see arms like mine. Go ahead, zoom into them. So Krista, what the hell was that, is my big question to you.
3: I want to put on my speculation hat, one moment, because this is wild. This This is a wild speculation.
2: It's a big hat. Does that hat get max?
3: Um, at this point, it's about to be on fucking bricks. <laughs> this hat has had it.
2: So you think, think, it's Netflix.
3: Nah, nah, nah. We have to go to those sites. Whoa, see, it's not <laughs> even... This is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna wear
2: it. Nothing uh, in a thunderstorm gets some like, Fox stations. That's great.
3: If I wear this in a thunderstorm, I'm gonna become Shazam. <laughs> Oh, my guess. This is my theory. This is one of those work shooty McWorkshoot things. It sounds like, because in the beginning he said you could just edit that out, right? Ha ha ha. I thought when he said Zicky, he was referring to Zicky Dice as if Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger are the ones holding the camera. So yeah. he's saying really douchey things, but it's like overacting, oh, but they have it edited together. Like, I'm not joking, bitch. So I'm like, is this a worky shoe? Because a lot of the gripes, I've heard those gripes before. Men aren't men. Okay, Undertaker. Or, oh, you guys care more about this than about Okay, so and so. It's like, I've heard all these exact things. And it, like you said, when he's cut to this kind of shade, it's ha 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 behind the scenes. I think if, I think goes really dumb in the in the in the essence of his character, but so is Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger. So this is where this falls apart. But I think that he thinks he's acting. <laughs> and if Zicky Dice concocted this, like, hey, if you do something really crappy, we could have you then challenge Johnny Swinger, and then if he wins that, you can say, well, I'm a di- innocent. I don't know how good that theory is, but I think. I think Dango thinks this is a joke and it's being marketed as I'm not joking. So that's what I got from it.
2: I'll give you one more. What if Dango is just playing a bad faith actor? The Tucker Carlson Fox News thing. Mm -hmm. You know how, uh, you know, I don't need to tell people how that went, but essentially, you know, love, love, love Trump on the air. Hate, hate, hate Trump uh, off the air. Uh, What if he's doing that? What if he's playing the role of... A crisis actor or you know what I'm trying to say he's it. yeah Wait until you make it he doesn't believe these things but he's living these things because he's been told this is how you get ahead now what if that's what we're doing
3: I want to say something but I feel like I would get in trouble and I would have heat and I don't want that because <laughs> one wrestler comes into mind it's like oh so you acting like that person you're funny you're a funny guy you're a funny guy I don't know I could see it being quote-unquote serious, but as someone just said, serious Zicky, I think those two being serious, because those two are so jokey-joke, I think that would be very interesting. And Joe Henry, who's kind of serious, would not have to play the straight guy. And Joe Hendry playing the straight guy in this in yuck-yuck comedy? How does that work?
2: <laughs> I mean, Joe Henry can do it, but he's got to get pissed off. That's really the, the crux of it.
3: But that's funny. That That's why I'm finding the irony and the comedy because Joe Hendry's always the guy who's like, I'm coming here to take your inheritance and I'm going to pin you. But then imagine having to be the, the the guy who has to be serious with these two serious, unserious characters And Zicky Dice and Dango. You're like, yo, bro, we're here to wrestle. And they're like, yeah, I'm here to wrestle too. Like, no, my God. <laughs> it's,
2: not a bad, it's not a bad shout. I, it might be that. I'm... I'm Again, I'm interested in seeing what they do with it. I don't want to overthink it because it could very much just be, no, they're idiots, and they're just... Being no, they're idiots. idiots. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And I'm like, because sometimes Impact doesn't really go with layered approaches to their lower card, you know, people. So I won't give it too much, but I think I've given it enough now. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, Skylar, <laughs> from The Good Hands.
3: Tiny hands. Tiny hands.
2: You know, tiny hands and baby hands and all this stuff. He takes on Chris Bay. Ace Austin's in Bay's corner. Hotch and Myers are in Skyler's corner. Uh, Slingshot Spear from Skyler looks good on Chris Bay. This match, again, back and forth. We know what we're doing because mm. one of these teams is actually involved in a world title tag team title match at Under Siege. The other one are the good hands. Uh, yeah, Ace Austin <laughs> takes out Hodge on the outside. Chris Bay takes out Myers before hitting the art of finesse on Skyler gets the win. Uh, this match was fine again, but we all knew what we were doing here. It was just to build that momentum for Ace of Base. What do you think of the match?
3: Same. Part of me was expecting Myers to cheat again, but when Chris Bay, especially matter of fact, when Ace Austin actually like got in between and get bamboozled, and Chris Bay took out uh, Myers first. Made a lot of sense. Like you said, that all-important momentum going forward.
2: Ugh, momentum. Who's going to win? An afternoon of champions. Sorry, I'm done.
3: <laughs> you really hate afternoon of champions. No, actually, I a love afternoon. A lovely afternoons. afternoon with the champions. Pip, pip. <laughs> I, love,
2: I love afternoons, but I am tired. Uh, the final segment of the night, Steve Macklin comes out, says PCO, versus Steve Macklin is not happening. PCO is not human, but he is dead because Macklin killed him.
3: Admitted to murder, you might want to lay low, bud.
2: <laughs> that escalated quickly. Macklin said, I will defend against an opponent of my choosing, and he picks up Champagne Singh, who, by the way, has a great theme. I'm surprised they never get to hear it because he never comes out to it. And then Singh is met by boos. He's like, I'm cool under pressure. You can boo me all you want. It's actually a really good promo because Singh knows how to cut a promo. He's been around for a while. And then he unrolls the 1,004 people he'd like to thank, thinking he's Chris Jericho with the hold sheet over here. And he starts first and foremost, I want to I thank my grandfather, Gama Singh. And then of course, out comes Scott Damore, and this is what it's all about. Singh's like, hey, 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 you're out here, you're a little premature, but like we can make this match official now, put Ben to paper. And then Damore's like, no, this match is not happening at Under Siege. And then Macklin takes the mic, he's like, hey, all you want to do is see me without this world title. And then and is like actually I want what's best if I want the best wrestler in the world to be holding this championship. But you only find that out if you compete with the very best. Iron sharpens iron and sing is not iron so stop making a mockery of the impact world title is essentially what he's saying. And then he says prove you deserve to be the champion night in and night out. Macklin says that Scott Demore was supposed to put the title around his waist at Rebellion but instead he threw it in his face. And then Demore says, you're right, but I also apologized. So if you want at Under Siege, I will come to the ring, shake your hand, and put that title around your waist, and that's it. Macklin says, no, that time is gone. He actually says he's going to hand him the title. So instead, Macklin's like, no. And then a roundabout way, he says, actually, you're going to put the title around my waist instead. Demore takes off his glasses, takes off his headset, and he's like, threatens to almost fight him, but it's weird. And then it says, fine, if Macklin wins, I'll strap the title around your waist. But at Ender Siege, it's still PCO versus Macklin. And Macklin's like, oh, how do you know that he'll make it? And he says, well, he made it here tonight. Out go the lights. PCO comes in, beats out Sing and Shira. Macklin tries to take out PCO. PCO escapes from the ring. Uh, Sorry, Macklin escapes from the ring. PCO beats down Sing and Shira some more. And then Macklin goes for his title that's sitting in the ring. PCO puts his foot on the title, grabs the title, holds it high, going off the air. Steve Macklin will still be champion tomorrow night. Anyway, Chris, to talk about the promo, what'd you think?
3: You know, Steve Macklin was right. Huh. You that listen, 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 listen. You said, Mr. Damore, after I won, and I did, that you would shake my hand, you spit on me, and you threw the championship at me. How dare! And now you want me? To be like, okay, you apologize, shit is sweet. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he not wrong. He not wrong. He not wrong.
2: He's not a- wrong. And he keeps going back to it. At this point, Macklin is just like a hyper fixated on this one thing that Damore has already apologized for.
3: But you wouldn't treat your other champions like that. Why are you treating me like that, Scott? I'm sorry I'm not Canadian. I was an asshole American. Like, <laughs> it makes sense with this character. Like, I totally agree with what he was saying. Like, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. You're not going to yell at me and then expect me to do something. But furthermore, you can't kill PCO. He is not alive. He's not. You can't kill what doesn't live. So... Like you said, tomorrow night, we'll be talking about Steve Macklin still being the champion. Sorry, PCO.
1: Sorry. I don't make the rules. The
2: match will be great. It'll be so much fun. Exactly. But the, the outcome is not in doubt. So we'll see what kind of match they put together. Let's run down the card for Impact Under Siege. Again, we will be live tomorrow night after Impact Under Siege. Crest and I will break down the show, talk about it a bunch. Uh, It will either be on YouTube.com slash Fightful or it'll be on Fightful Overbooked. Either way, we will keep people posted on the internet in every way, shape, and form. Uh, So let's go from here. For the Knockouts Tag Titles, Death Dolls take on the Coven. The Death Dolls, of course, are now Jessica and Courtney Rush. Coven is Kylan King and Taylor Wilde. They are the champions. Are we going to see new Knockouts Tag Champions?
3: Only because it's on the pre-show, I want to say no. But this is the only one I'm kind of like, I don't know about. Because Courtney Rush, I mean, they, they, the caveat is she just came back. It's been seven years. So I don't know. I think I think the cover retains. I think the coven retains. But that's the only one I'm unsure about.
2: Me too. Because you have a fresh Death Dolls.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Who are technically they know each other, but they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. The coven are the tag title holders. They should be really, uh, really good and really cohesive. They are. So this is a match that I'm like, it can go either way. I wouldn't mind seeing Death Dolls recapture, and then we continue the Coven getting angry and using magic to bring back Rosemary so they can win their tag titles back, whatever it is. Uh, I wouldn't hate that, but we'll see. We'll see with that. The Digital Media Championship, Dirty Dango, takes on Joe Hendry. Uh, For me, I'm interested in this match mainly because will Santino come back during the countdown (laughs) to face off against Dango? Uh, And will he save Hendry from losing that title or is Dango going to win the digital media championship?
3: I believe in Joe Hendrick. I think Joe Hendry retains. I see a Santino say, Hey, what, why you, why you, I think we get a Dango versus Santino before we get Dango getting any type of, uh, championship. I see Santino costing Dango in a match. Santino versus Dango. Dango beats up Santino again, and then maybe Joe Hendry loses the championship. Maybe.
2: I feel like we're going to go to Dango versus Santino at Anniversary. Mm-hmm. This is the first of the setup. If they do a match against all odds, I don't know what that would be, or maybe they'll do a tag match. Maybe they'll do Hendry and Santino versus Dango and Zicky Dice. Who knows? But uh, regardless, I think Hendry retains. It's kind of yeah, awkward. yeah. Uh, then to the main card, Trinity takes on Giselle Shaw. I mean, this is Trinity's match to win, right? Yeah.
3: I agree. I think that it's going to be a good match. I think that Giselle is going to do a lot of shenanigans and there's going to be a lot of knees and forearms. But I definitely see Trinity giving her the show stop. Is it showmaker? Showstopper is her um uh, submission. The star Maker. Star Maker. I was off all the way. Star maker?
2: So I, I- oh no, I'm second guessing myself.
3: Anyway. Either way, she's going to submit Giselle Shaw. I like the quintessential diva, but you will be quintessentially tapping out tomorrow. All due respect.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, so I see her winning. I'm looking for the name of it. Someone in the chat's going to remind me what it is, but uh, I think it's the Star Maker. There's a train going by, and my window's open. My bad. Uh, okay, I didn't hear it. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, Trinity getting the win just makes sense to me. I think also that we might see the return of Tasha Steeles in this match because Savannah Evans will be out there with Giselle Shaw. Jay Dal will be out there with Giselle Shaw. Trinity's out there on her own. She could use some help, and, Tr- and Tasha's the only person I can think of that would come out and even the odds because of Tasha and Savannah Evans' history, and is Giselle Shaw, of course.
3: Starstruck.
2: Starstruck. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Gerard Ryan. Gerard Ryan. I hope I said your name right. Um, yeah. But then who comes out with steals? You think Tasha just helps her win, and then they just fight afterwards?
2: No, I think Tasha and Trinity get along. I know that they're going to be doing. Uh, what's her? Oh my god, Trinity versus Savannah Evans. They will be taping that match on Saturday at the Fallout Show. So it feels like that story is gonna continue somewhere. That's where I see a tag match. You do Trinity and Tasha versus Giselle and Savannah Evans.
3: Okay, don't hate it. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Don't hate
2: it. We'll see. That's just where my brain is at. Maybe there'll be somebody else to come and and back up Trinity. And this is just to get us to Slammiversary, because it feels like it's gonna be some sort of knockouts world title match for Trinity, regardless of it's Jordan Grace, Diana prazo all three women, who knows, maybe a four-way. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. Uh-huh. Kenny King takes on Nick Aldis. Uh, what's Aldis then? Probably going to get the victory over Kenny King. Am I right?
3: Sorry, King, but he's the true British royalty, love.
2: He is. That's just the way it goes sometimes. The design take on Callahan, Rich Swan, and a mystery partner. Who is the mystery partner? We don't know. Who's going to win this match? Let's find out.
3: I'm going to go ahead and say Callahan and the returning person, Rich Swan, because not for nothing, the design, only thing they've been really kind of designing are not wins or losses. They've been designing losses. I'm sorry. I
2: <laughs> designing them big L's. <laughs>
3: I don't make the rules. I just repeat what I see on TV,
2: man. <laughs> I get it. I really do. Uh, for the Impact World Tag Team Championships, Ace of Bays take on Subculture, the team of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, looking forward to this match. Subculture coming into Impact is really fun. Uh, I don't see Ace of Bays dropping these tag titles. Same. How about you? There you go. I don't
3: see
2: it. Subculture coming in. I We don't know how long this deal is. This could just be a one taping show or a couple of months. Nothing's really been made of, of subculture coming in. It I think honestly, someone said, Hey, we're doing tapings in London, and they said, Oh, we're in. And then they realized London, Ontario, Canada, and they're just like, Oh shit.
3: <laughs> I almost did that earlier, so I can see the confusion. I understand. I get it.
2: They, I mean, listen, after that long plane ride, I'm sure they figured out where they're going. For the X Division Championship, Chris Saban takes on Trey Miguel, the champion. This is a match that I would love to see Chris Sabin win, but I'm still loving Trey Miguel and what he's doing with that X Division title. So I'm I'm flipped, but I think Trey Miguel is going to retain. How about you?
3: I want Chris Sabin to win as well. However, I do see Trey Miguel cheat to win. Cheat to win. That's what he's going to do. He's going to cheat. He's going to cheat. Maybe the next challenger or the challenger after that will dethrone Miguel. But he's gonna cheat. He's gonna cheat that man out of his boots with some spray paint. He gonna cheat. Sorry. I don't make the rules. You're about to get cheated out your boots.
2: He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna cheat. He's gonna cheat. He's gonna, sorry, wrong, wrong show, wrong, wrong guy. Uh, for the number one contendership of the Impact World Championship, Moose, Edward Edwards, Jonathan Gresham, Yuya Yumura, Alex Shelley, and Frankie Kazarian all vying for the number one contendership for. Presumably Steve Macklin's Impact World Championship. Uh, this is a weird match to call. Moose is pretty high on there, but I still think it's Jonathan Gresham overall. Who do you got?
3: Wow, I'm in the opposite direction. The way they've been building up Kazarian and Shelley, I thought it was going to be either one of them, with Gresham in a strong third, Moose in a strong fourth.
2: Kazarian and Edwards cancel each other out because they're starting a thing.
3: So, Motor City Machine, gun.
2: Shelly getting a world championship shot at against all odds. It's not bad. But I think there's more to be told of Gresham getting the title shot against Macklin, losing, and then starting his own turn. Because it's time to turn Jonathan Gresham to a heel along with Jordan Grace. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, that's kind of where my brain is. You start, You start that heel turn.
3: I mean, I could see that happening with him not winning this championship. I could see it being um, Shelly, really, because you make a good point about Casarian and Edwards canceling each other out. I could see um, it being Shelly, and then it becomes a whole storyline for the Motor City Machine Guns. I think every tag team goes through the life cycle of, what about me, bro? What about me, bro? And maybe we're at that point in the life cycle. Um, But also... Macklin's not gonna lose no matter who it is Macklin's not gonna lose so let's be for real with that I think a Motor City machine gun would be a good shout for that because it instantly puts credibility on your name how you whatever it is and then Jonathan Gresham then has the he has the claim to say well bro you suck I never got pinned you pinned somebody else or you pinned Edward Edwards you know what I mean and it should have been me because you lost and then you can have gresham versus macklin which again i think macklin doesn't lose and that starts gresham's turn if grace hasn't turned heel already
2: i'm more for gresham and macklin because they've done that match before and it was really good Mm -hmm. that's fair too and macklin did tell us in an interview once that he's like i want to do that match again so i wouldn't be surprised if they do it again not not based on our interview but just Mm -hmm. based on the fact that they they've done it before and it worked out really well the chemistry is there alex shelley I think they're just going to go back to being a tag team or they'll, I don't know. I, maybe Shelly's going to go after the exhibition championship. If Sabin doesn't win it can do that. I don't
3: hate that. I feel like, again, when it comes to motor city machine guns, they're one of the teams and, and two of the professionals in impact wrestling that you could place them anywhere. Win, lose or draw. The other person's going to be better for it. And it doesn't quote unquote devalue their stock at all.
2: Yeah, that's valid. Uh, for the Knockouts Championship, Deanna Perrazzo defends against Jordan Grace. If Jordan Grace does not win, she will no longer be able to challenge for the Knockouts World Championship as long as Deanna Prazo is the champion. Uh, this is Prazo's first title defense. It'd be weird to hot potato that title after they had to take it from Mickey James. So uh, my feeling is Deanna is going to retain that title.
3: Deanna's going to retain. Deanna's going to work stiff. And Grace is going to go
2: ape. When she booses.
3: I'm not saying I want to see it, but I want to see it. <laughs> and that, I've never and, seen Hail grease, so I want to see it.
2: And that's the thing, right? Alicia Edwards is then going to be like, I was right. I was right. I told you all along. And then that becomes a thing. Again, I want Gresham turning as well. Turns into a potential for those two to be, that, to be the power couple who don't have a title, but certainly can run amok on the entire impact division.
3: Cause realistically, who's stopping them? Who's stopping them? Yeah. Well, like, I love this power. They're literally a power couple. Who is that? I will. I'll break you. I'll rip your phone book in half. Stop it.
2: That's right. They'll do it. Uh, and then finally, for the world championship, PCO Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin's going to retain. Uh, I don't know what you could do a dusty finish, but I just don't see a reason to have Macklin drop the title in his first Impact pay per view, if you want, and pay special whatever event. Uh, this will be a fun match though. They are going to brawl everywhere, they are going to bring out all the toys, they are going to fight everywhere. It's going to be good. Other than that, I
3: wholeheartedly agree.
2: Other than that, it's, it's just a match with a foregone conclusion. But sometimes that's okay as long as the match itself delivers on the entertainment scale.
3: Agreed. Um, it'd be really weird to see PCO as champion because at that point. I'm going to personally write a letter of like, you better put the fucking belt on Johnny Swinger because this is some malarkey. This is some a bamboozlery, some hoodwinketry, and I don't like it, okay? As a as a fan of the product, and as someone who has to cover this for work, don't do this to me.
2: <laughs> well, join us tomorrow night when they don't do this to us, but we do entertain at the end of Under Siege. We'll be here live. Again, we'll either be at com on YouTube or we will be on Fightful Overbooked. Regardless, we'll be doing a post show. Don't know where, just figure it out. Maybe subscribe to the Fightful Overbooked channel, and you'll see it there. I host a show on Fightful Overbooked called In the Weeds. That's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow, uh, Friday. If you're going to be listening, it's going to be Gangrel joining us at 10:15. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> So Gangrel is going to be with us. He is the head trainer over at Coastal Championship Wrestling in Florida. Uh, among a million other things, he's wrestled for WWE. He's been in MLW recently. He's been around. Gangrel looks great, and he's going to join us 10:15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, join us in the weeds on Fightful Overbooked. That's what I've got. Cresta, go ahead and plug your stuff.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Also, if you want to find out what channel we're going to be on tomorrow, please follow myself and Joel Pearl over on Twitter. You can find me at Cresta the star. We'll tweet about it. You'll see where we are on Saturday, starting June 18th. I will be live on Fightful on some channel on Fightful talking about the AEW collision post show. It's been announced. It's in Chicago. So you know what that means. And I'm so excited about it. Um, uh, wow, I lost my train of thought. Wednesdays, Fridays, and sometimes Saturdays, you can find me on either TikTok or twitch.tv at CrestaStar. I think you're all beautiful. You're amazing. And sometimes you'll see me with a mustache trying to peddle you wrestling from a questionable source. But you know who won't peddle you wrestling from a, credible, of a questionable source? While I'm having a stroke. Joe Pearl, where can they find you so I can shut up?
2: Also, FIFLselect.com is not questionable, so you go going to get that source. Uh, by the way, go check out Cresta on the Spotlight. That interview aired earlier today over on YouTube.com slash Fun, fun chat that uh, Jeremy Lambert and Steven Jensen had with her. Uh, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. There is so much going on this weekend. Once again, tomorrow is Under Siege saturday is afternoon of champions wwe in saudi arabia sunday is nxt battlegrounds and AEW double or nothing we will have all the news we will have all the scoops we will have all the post shows we will have all the conversation we will be all over the place so go ahead hit the like button hit the subscribe button hit the bell get your notifications until then ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary
4: we'll see you in the next one cheers bye